let's go on to the word of god shall we turn our bibles to matthew's gospel and chapter 13 matthew's gospel chapter 13 this is a um, passage where uh, you find eight parables in this uh, chapter uh, we don't have time to go into all of the parables it would be in fact wonderful to study all the parables together at one shot but because of lack of time we're just going to be focusing on one parable that is from verses 1 all the way to verse 23 matthew 13 verses 1 to 23 such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown he who has ears let him hear the disciples came to him and asked why do you speak to the people in parables he replied The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them whoever has will be given more and he will have an abundance whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him this is why i speak to them in parables though seeing they do not see though hearing they do not hear or understand in them is fulfilled the prophecy of isaiah you will be ever hearing but never understanding you will be ever seeing but never perceiving for this people's heart has become calloused they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears understand with their hearts and turn and i would heal them was 20 until was 23 but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear For I tell you the truth many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it listen then to what the parable of the sower means when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart this is the seed sown along the path the one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is a man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy but since he has no root he lasts only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word he quickly falls away the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is a man who hears the word but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke it making it unfruitful but the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it he produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown praise the lord this is a parable that jesus is speaking and um, 
as he sat by the lake and large crowds gathered around him and he so he got into a boat and uh, stood and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore and he begins to tell this story a parable is a story that has uh, a specific teaching that is brought forth out of it sometimes uh, people dissect a parable into several uh, you know inducing several meanings into it but here jesus himself is telling the story and also explaining the meaning of the story which is usually not the case and so as we go through some of the other parables in the light of all of scriptures we will have to understand the meaning of what that parable says but here in this parable that jesus is talking about he's talking about a sower who is sowing seeds a farmer who sows seeds and as he scatters the seed some fell along the path birds came and ate them up some fell on rocky places and where there was not much soil it sprang up quickly quickly but the soil was shallow shallow and so it really did not take root and some other field uh, seed fell uh, among thorns and uh, as it grew up the thorns also grew up along with it and choked it still other seed fell on good soil where it bore uh, much fruit 30 60 and 100 fold times it uh, produced a crop now as jesus was telling the story the disciples really did not understand why jesus is telling the story what is the meaning why is he speaking in parables and why can't he speak them plainly what he tells let him speak them plainly in for that jesus is giving a reason why he is speaking to them in parables he says the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you and not to them the crowds were standing there and listening they were people who came to watch jesus what jesus would do or what he would speak they were just wanting to stand at witness but really they did not believe in jesus and his words they did not take him as the savior as the messiah they did not believe that he is the one who is the one who is the fulfillment of the prophecies of the old testament that they knew and the messiah the savior whom they were waiting for because of their hardness of heart and their refusal to believe jesus continues to speak to them in parables so that those who would still you know hear what he is saying through the parables those who would have a listening heart those those who would have a spiritual a desire a yearning to know and who is able to recognize that this is the messiah that they will understand that ones who are truly willing to believe will believe it and those who are unwilling to believe you know they would be lost forever it is not that jesus does not love everybody he loves everyone but he speaks to them in parables so that they will humble themselves and believe they were resisting to believe that's why that's the explanation you see jesus giving there 
he says uh, in verse 13 this is why i speak to them in parables because he's quoting from isaiah those seeing they do not see though hearing they do not hear or understand they are seeing the kingdom of god they are seeing the king who has come to save them right before their eyes but yet they do not see they are hearing the word of god but yet they do not truly give their heart to listen and understand it and believe and follow in them is fulfilled the prophecy of isaiah he says you will ever be ever hearing but never understanding you'll be ever seeing but never perceiving you will find a lot of people in the christian world today who will go to church who will who know god who know who jesus is who has taken who have taken baptism who have uh, you know who go through the motions of you know church life but yet never experience god personally and have never allowed the word of god to work in their lives and bring forth this abundance of fruit they have never seen the mighty work of god manifested through them they have never experienced god's mighty working and live a life of fruit they just traditionally go to church and come they just come and go they just show up they are always hearing but never understanding they are always seeing but never experiencing anything you will be ever hearing but never understanding you will be ever seeing but never perceiving because they have not put their heart because they have not really received the word of god with joy with gladness for this people's heart has become calloused they got used to it uh, we know this is how a sunday service goes uh, we know this is how the preacher preaches we know this is what the bible says oh, i've seen all of this from childhood there's nothing that i have not seen i've seen great preachers i have seen even i've even attended dr billy graham's meetings um, i've heard everything i've been there i've seen that i've done that everything i know there's nothing that you can teach me there's nothing that you know is for me and by the way even most of what you say is not really very accurate I, i know the bible you know i can make out what is right interpretation what is wrong interpretation we can we can be callous like that there are people who are flocking and filling up pews uh, in churches worldwide whose hearts are callous lukewarm hearts are not drawn to god hearts that are away from god but who are just sitting who are just listening who just come and go who just you know go through the system that really does not bear much fruit and so god is saying about such a people who are standing the crowds that are standing before and uh, he's talking about them and he says in them is fulfilled the prophecy of isaiah Verse 15 for this people's heart has become callous they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes it's not that they they have become deaf and they're not that they become blind physically but they're spiritually blind and spiritually deaf that they cannot hear the word of god they cannot hear the voice of god there's no conviction the word of god is not taking any root in them it's not bearing fruit in their lives 
what is happening is that they just live a religious form without true spirituality everything that is heard is just uh, you know going above the head <laughs> you know sometimes have you seen that if you are a teacher you know you know that a lot of things that you're teaching is going above the head <laughs> and especially if those phd's teach it's you know their own sometimes the permanent head damage has happened and and then it's going above other people's heads <laughs> sorry if there's anybody for this people's heart has become callous they've become hardened they're hearing but it's not going into the ears there's no it's not bringing a conviction it's not bringing a change it's not moving them forward it's not drawing them to god the word is just oh it's nice okay last sunday was much better this than this week that rajiv was better than this rajiv it's just going otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears understand with their hearts the heart has become callous and because of that they are unable to see unable to hear unable to understand what the spirit of god is saying there's no spiritual impartation there's no spiritual change that is happening and there's no turn around there's no work of god in their hearts and their lives otherwise they would turn and i will heal them he says if their hearts are not calloused being calloused is being hard hearted being calloused is not paying here not paying attention not responding not taking it in not believing it not accepting it not saying it's for me yes i needed what must i do for me to change, see change in my life what must i do to allow this word of god to take deep root and bring change in my life not allowing the word of god to do that just being resistant to god's word just being resistant to the voice of the holy spirit just ha- having this hardness of heart and saying oh you don't know my situation it's nice for you to stand up there and preach but you know all this doesn't work just to keep resisting it and just to keep pushing it away not just yielding not allowing the spirit of god to work not being there to hear the word of god not allowing the word of god to work deeply in our lives but he goes on to say to the disciples verse 16 and 17 blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear for truly i tell you many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it there were people but there were remnant there were few people there were some prophets and righteous people who through the ages were waiting for such a time like this a time when they will hear the messiah a time when they will see the messiah a time when they will see the prophecies of the old testament being fulfilled when the savior will be born and all of the kingdom of god they were waiting for to come in its fullness they were waiting for that they were prophesying they were waiting they were prophesying and they were waiting it says about you know abraham that he was awaiting for a kingdom a city whose builder and maker is god himself he was awaiting even though god had promised a land for him even though god made him to walk the length and the breadth of the land and blessed him and saying a promise upon his life saying you know to you i will give you you know 
I will give you this land and I will make your generations to be multiplied like the sand of the seashore and like the stars in the sky. He gave them a promise and he said, I will establish you and your generations to come. I will make you into a nation and all nations will be blessed through you. That is going to happen through Jesus, the descendants of Abraham, Israel. In Israel, Jesus would be born and through Israel, the Savior would be made known to the world and the nations will come to know the God of Israel through the descendants of Abraham. Abraham desired for a city whose builder and maker is God. Abraham desired for those promises to be fulfilled, but he only saw Isaac and Ishmael and a few other children. righteous the prophets were waiting they were prophesying for the coming king about the coming king Zechariah prophesied Isaiah prophesies in 53 exactly about everything of how Jesus would suffer and in other chapters in Isaiah about the servant king Jesus himself who will come as a king who will serve Many prophecies in the Old Testament, they prophesied about the kingdom of God that is going to be manifested in its fullness. But yet they did not see. But now in that generation, there were people standing right before Jesus. They were witnessing the kingdom of God coming forth, ushered in, in its fullness right before their eyes. The blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing. The kingdom power is being manifested in the kingdom. The message of the kingdom is being preached to them. The message of repentance is being preached. And those who will believe in his name will be forgiven of their sins. They don't have to offer sacrifices endlessly year after year, which only is an annual reminder of sins and does not take away sin. But here is the Lamb of God who has come, who is standing before them, who has come to take away the sins of the whole world. And if only they will put their trust in him and if only they will believe in his word, their sins will be forgiven and they will be set free forever. They are seeing, but they did not see. They are hearing, but they did not hear. But the disciples who believed in Jesus. When Jesus asked Peter, who do you think I am? Uh, some say he's John the Baptist. Some say he's Elijah. But who do you say I am? He says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. He said, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this to, me, to you, but my father in heaven has revealed this to you. There is a revelation of God that has come to people. But for those who have willingly receive the word of God with joy, with gladness. But those whose hearts have been callous, those who have known the word of God, those who have seen the kingdom of God, those who have heard about God, but yet whose hearts have been hardened, they are ever hearing, but never understanding, ever seeing, but never perceiving. But God is commending the disciples and he says but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear may God tell us this morning blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear do you see are you hearing the voice of God do you see the kingdom of God do you see who God is do you hear in your heart and are you responding to him and his word. But if you do, you are blessed. If you, if you say, I do. Maybe you would have said, I do. As you walk down the aisle. 
and looked into the eyes of your partner on that day when the minister asked would you take him or her to be your lawful wedded husband or wife maybe you would have said i do but you would you tell jesus i do every day amen would you look into his eyes and say yes lord i do believe in your word i i am hearing your voice do you see him do you hear him in your heart in your spirit is the work of god happening in your life is the word of god making sense to you is the word of god bringing transformation is the word of god bringing forth fruit in your life is the word of god something that you're really craving for <laughs> amen and there he goes on to explain this parable listen to the parable now what it means verse 19 when anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart this is a seed that is sown along the path verse 20 the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy but since they have no root they last only a short time they've not gone after the word they've not taken deep root in the word and so it only the word only stays for a short time and then it does not take root when trouble or persecution comes before because of the word they quickly fall away trouble persecution disturbances distractions come and they fall away verse 20 to the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful the word is grown they've taken some root but then suddenly the blessings have come the life is changed new life has come but the there is the deceitfulness of the wealth the love of money wealth the worries of this life take hold of it and the word is choked but yet on verse 23 the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands this this is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown i'm sure this is explaining to us very well jesus himself is explaining to us i don't think we can go any further or any better in explaining what jesus himself has explained amen but let's take what jesus has explained and let's try to understand what he's saying and see how it applies into our own lives to title this morning's message it is simply profit from the gospel the moment we use the word profit what comes to your mind money business profit what else anything else comes to our mind profit when i get profit what happens when i earn a lot of profit what happens prosperity comes yes i am i'm growing in my level of life in my uh, in my status my status goes up from a lower middle class to a middle class or a middle class to an upper middle class from a upper middle class to a upper class from the upper class to where huh? that's it there's nothing beyond that 
and that's where you find that those who have attained that level be gone beyond what they need and what they want also they have too much beyond even what they want and they still want more and want more and want more and then that is not satisfying that's when you find them hanging from a roof suddenly somewhere and there's a news that says this actress so and so this actor so and so this tv anchor so and so this son who was who was a rich famous rich and famous who is who's been everywhere who's done everything who's earned all the profits who's attained all of the prosperity in the world ultimately has found nothing there he's only found emptiness there he's found no meaning in life right there So the moment we are talking about profit we are only thinking in terms of prosperity we are thinking in terms of material prosperity financial prosperity and that is what we are focusing on and if you are focusing on that alone and if you are seeking god for that alone the bible says that we are the most pitiable people on this earth if we are seeking god only for the perishing things of this world we are the most pitiable because everything in this world is empty at some point or the other we need money we need to be successful we need to earn good profits we need to see good returns on investment it's important it's good and god also blesses us that's a blessing but that is not what we look for that is not what we live for amen hallelujah the purpose of life is not to live better than others somebody needs to hear that this morning probably the purpose in life the ultimate purpose in life is not to live better than others i mean let's be content as long as we have some food to eat and clothes to wear and a shelter to live under let's be content amen praise the lord the profit from the gospel is not just a material profit somebody went on to say you know the word repent means re and pent he divided into two and re means again pent means penthouse so repent means when you repent and come into the kingdom of god you go to the penthouse level that is repent first of all repent cannot be broken into two it's one english word if you know basic english it's one word that cannot be split into two. this is how people have distorted the word of god for their own profit using the gospel for their own profit and when you start preaching like this you'll have crowds following you because it sounds very good to the ears people will hecha uh, will 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 draw themselves you know preachers teachers who will uh, say what their itching ears want to hear but we don't want to speak what our itching ears want to hear of course we have the temptation to find something that will make it make our ears tingle something that will make us to hear that will be very exciting that will be very nice oh god will give me penthouse wow 15th and 16th and 17th story you know at orchid springs is a penthouse and so if i repent god will give me penthouse what nonsense but what is the kingdom of god about it's not about just profiting and finding some penthouse ultimately what is beyond the penthouse nothing above that you only gone to the 17th level what about something after that nothing there 
you see that's that's the emptiness of the prosperity gospel where they've turned the gospel itself to for earthly prophets and preach a message that says that Jesus himself came only to make you rich only to make you uh, uh, you know more and more happy by more and more material blessings that is what the prosperity gospel is all about and so don't watch christian television it's full of prosperity gospel too many too much of junk in it be careful but the prophet from the gospel is the word of god that comes and takes deep root in our lives bringing forth a change a transformation in our own selves that makes us to become like christ that makes us to live a fruitful life for god hallelujah it's about the outcome of your life my life what comes forth out of our lives that is fruitful that's a prophet from the gospel for many people there are many things that came and hindered them from experiencing the profit of the gospel the message of the word of god this profit is not just money it is not just you know earthly possessions it is not just uh, you know promotions of uh, uh, positions and titles all of that will fade one day anyway one day you will have to retire and then no longer the chair exists for you it's what it becomes somebody else's chair hello right whatever be the position even if you become the prime minister of the company country it's only for 5 years <laughs> and so don't think too much about your own self and your position about your own promotions too much you know that's only temporal everything is bound to pass away one day are you with me this morning hallelujah if you see the word of god rightly you will say amen to that if you don't understand and receive the word of god in the right way you will not like what i'm saying that will be the difference amen this is too much simply black and white i mean the word of god is simply black and white there's no intermediate there's no polish no there's no cherry blossom here simply black and white everything in this world is bound to perish one day including our titles our positions our degrees our monies our wealth our properties our houses our cars our gold our silver everything is bound to perish one day hallelujah and let's see how we can allow the word of god and bring profit for the gospel amen and allow the word of god to take deep root in our lives that will bring forth much fruit our lives will be fruitful meaningful in this world amen hallelujah praise the lord these are people who have allowed the word of god to uh, they who have not allowed the word of god to take deep root and you see three kinds of them the first group of people are those who uh, who themselves you know who themselves have not allowed the word to take deep root they've allowed the devil to come and pick up the word of god the word of god the seeds have been sown the seeds have been you know planted in the hearts and the lives of people the truth of the gospel has been presented to them and the word of god is being preached to them but they allow the enemy the devil to come and snatch away they given themselves over to the enemy they allowed the devil they opened the doors for the devil they allowed sin in their lives they allowed you know callous heart and the enemy has easily penetrated and taken away the word of god the birds came and ate them up and there were some others where the rocky places the word of god 
came on and fell on rocky places. So we got to be cash, cautious not to allow the enemy to steal away the word of God. We need to pray every time we listen to God's word. Every time we read God's word. We need to have this sincere prayer that says, Lord, let the word of God take deep root in me. Let the word of God speak to me. Let the word of God change me. Let the word of God transform me. Let the word of God not return void, but accomplish for whereunto it has been sent. Hallelujah. The word of God will not return void. But if we allow the devil to come into our lives, if we allow the, uh, the devil to take root in our lives through sin, if we allow the devil to take root in our lives through, you know, indulging ourselves in things that displease God, the word of God will not make any sense to us. If you're all the time sitting before the television and watching movies, it's the movies that will be taking deep root. It's the scenes from the television that will come forth as dreams and visions for us. We will not hear anything from God. Amen. And so we got to make sure that we are not allowing anything else to take root in our lives. That we do not open the door for the devil to come and steal away the word of God. You can be hearing the word of God Sunday after Sunday. But after which if you forget the word of God. After which if you do open the door through different things that you do. If you open the door for the devil to come into your life. That word will be taken away. And it will not take root it will not do any work you will continue to be at a stagnant place you will never grow we will never see change we will never see a blessing we will never see a transformation in our lives so we got to be cautious not to let the enemy steal away the word this is a seed sown along the path the devil distorts the truth holy spirit is the spirit of truth false teachings are from the devil that's how the devil, you know, distorts the word of God, comes through Christian television and brings in all kinds of false teachings. People who distort the truth, people who present the truth for the sake of money. Seven blessings that will come upon you if you give $100 per month. Where does it say like that in the Bible? Dangerous. Dangerous. Those who do things for the sake of money. For the sake of their own benefit. For the sake of their own growth. For the sake of their own profit. For the sake of sustaining their work. For them to keep themselves on, you know, flying their aircrafts. And for to them to keep themselves on air. It was a very powerful testimony when Brother John Prabhaka, who used to come and preach, you know, very frequently for us here. He shared a testimony of how he did a lot of things. Looking at the many models of ministry out there in the world. He started off a television program. He started off a magazine. He set up an office. He set up staff. He set up prayer lines. He did everything that others are doing. And the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, shut everything down. Shut everything down. Because he, he said he just started doing because everybody is doing this. And this is how it must be done. He thought so. And God took away all the support that was coming for everything to the extent they had to sell their car, they had to get out of their house, they lost everything. Because that was not something, that kind of a growth was not the will of God. Amen. If you heard Dr. David Balasing said on 31st night, in the New Year service, he said, some people have, out, have grown out of the will of God. Not all growth is necessary God's will amen when you are in the will of god god will make you to grow let god make you to grow 
Amen. Let's not try to grow out of the will of God. You see, we can indulge ourselves in many things and not hear God's voice and not hear God's word and allow the devil to actually deceive us and the devil to take away that word of God that was sown in us and we can be doing our own things and be deceived by looking at what others are doing and we set the standards for our lives based on how others perform. And we don't allow the voice of God to speak to us. We don't allow the word of God to bring change in our lives. We don't humble ourselves. We resist the word of God. We resist the work of God. And what happens? What happens? The devil distorts. The devil hinders. The devil takes away. There's a lack of right understanding of God's word. There's no discerning of the voice of God. We are unable to hear him clearly. Because our hearts have already become careless and the devil has been snatching away whatever God has been speaking. God has been maybe speaking to us repeatedly. Have we been hearing him well? Have we been paying attention? Have we been responding? Have we given enough thought to what God is speaking to us? Not giving enough attention and the thought and the thought to persevere and study scriptures and to learn and to grow. And so to the Jews, Jesus said in John 8 and verse 31 and 32, to the Jews who had, been believing, who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. If you hold to my teachings in John 8, 31, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. There's not, no other way you can get more blessed than by pursuing the truth itself. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no better way the spirit can work in our lives than when we pursue the true truth of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. By distortion, by wrong thinking, by our own thoughts, by our own ideas and by having our own plans, we open the door for the devil to take away the truth, the word, that the direction that God is giving to us. What God is speaking to us, we are unable to hear. We are unable to perceive and so let's not allow the devil to deceive us and let's not allow any form of deception to harden our hearts. Deceptions can harden our hearts and can make the devil to work in our lives. It can steal away the word of God. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's how the devil steals away the word of God. And then you see another uh, form, another uh, kind of people What happens is the seed fell on rocky ground which refers to someone who hears a word at once and receives it with joy in verse 20 of Matthew 13. Verse 21, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. When trouble or persecution comes, do not focus on troubles, focus on the word of God. The devil brings troubles. The devil throws problems at our lives so that we will take our eyes apart from the, away from the word of God. It's basically the work of the devil to take away our attention, to distract us. Troubles, problems in life. The devil brings such things. We are excited about the word, but after we've heard the word of God, after we've received the truth of God's word, after we begin following him, after we want to, him to lead us, what happens? Troubles come. Challenges come. Sickness comes. Different situations come. That makes us to get upset. That makes us to become weary. That makes us to go, grow cold in our desire for that word of God. And so that 
is like rocky places where when the word came we received it with joy but when the troubles came the problems of life came what happened everything when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away people begin to say oh if you go to the church you have to get out of the house persecution comes troubles come oh you took baptism only after that all these problems came from the time you start going to that church only all the problems came in your life this is the lie of the devil this is the lie of the devil if you had been in that church itself if you if you have not accepted christ at all you know by this time you would have got married because you accepted christ you still see marriage is not happening troubles persecutions are you with me this morning these things come and hinder the word from taking root in our lives these are like seeds that fell on rocky places oh because of that only because jesus came into your life because you went to that church because you started following christ because you didn't tell a lie there was a brother who shared a testimony recently he's a pastor right now in hyderabad and uh, he joined college and when he joined college uh, they asked um uh, they had a quota system there in their state where he if it was an mbc student they would get admission and so he got an uh, a certificate that says that he is an mbc candidate and so he got the certificate and gave it to the college and he got an admission he started studying and as he kept growing in the lord and as he studied the word of god around uh, as he was heading closer to the third year he began to be convicted that he has come into this college not the right way but the wrong way he has allowed you know fear of losing the 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 admission he thought this would be a easy way to get inside and so he got that you know uh, certificate and he got the admission but somewhere around the second year closer to the third year he started being convicted and he said i'm not doing what is right i'm not doing what is right thank god the word started working in his heart hallelujah he quit his college in second year somebody should say an amen to that amen this is how a believer has to live this is how the word of god must work this is what it says that the word of god brings blessing in our lives you profit from the word this way by doing what is right <laughs> hallelujah i mean this is a different kind of profit you profit righteousness amen you profit righteousness you profit justice you profit what is good hallelujah that is a profit that money cannot earn only the word of god can bring that profit in your life abraham believed god and it was counted for him as righteousness abraham was not a perfect righteous man he told a lie that his wife is a sister you think he was righteous no we've all been thinking that abraham was the most righteous man in the old testament right no when god had promised that he would bless him with isaac his wife you know stirred him up 
kept speaking to him kept crying saying i don't have child i don't have child and then what happened he ended up with his servant maid did he do a righteous act was that righteousness no but he believed god he believed god's promise of course we need to understand that passage in its context where there was a progressive revelation of god from the beginning and so there were still not the ethical moral laws yet given to the nation of israel about all of these things they were still living by their conscience and their conscience was steered once in a while <laughs> they went against their conscience as well and because it was a progressive revelation of god and god still continued to fulfill his purpose even though there were some flawed men along the way you understand that all right so that doesn't mean that we can still do like what abraham did just because bible still honestly records stories of flawed men the flaws don't justify in our lives are you with me this morning all right so the point is that god enables us what we profit from the gospel when the word goes in into our lives when we allow the word to take deep root when whether troubles come or persecution come we still hold on to the word of god we still hold on to what is truth we still practice what is truth what happens you reap a benefit of righteousness you you see the fruit taking place coming out of your life they want they want the truth they have understood the truth the disciples they desired for the truth they held on to jesus even though jesus was you know hated once in a while even though people plotted to kill jesus they continued with jesus they held on to their faith trouble and persecution may come but we need to have inner strength to allow the word of god to take deep root need to stick around those who will encourage us to stand firm even in the midst of trouble and persecution that's why we need each other that's why we need each other's prayer that's why we need each other's encouragement so that troubles and persecution should not take away the word of god from our lives should not seal away the truth from our lives should not take away the deep work that the word will do in our lives we need more intake of god's word colossians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8 Colossians 2:6-8 So then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness Colossians 2 chapter 2 and verse 6 Just as you receive Christ as Lord continue to live your lives in him what do you what should you do rooted and built up in him what are you doing to allow the word to take deep root what are you doing to grow in the word of God so that the word will take deep root in your life brother sister i'm asking you a question what are you doing what steps are you taking to allow the word of god to take deep root in your life what intentional steps are you taking are you coming and listening to the word of god sunday morning sunday evening that is that is something that will help you to take deep root in the word of god are you coming for the prayer times that enable you to connect with god and connect and listen to god's teachings and grow in prayer and fellowship being strong are you connected with your cluster group strongly are you rooted and devoted to the fellowship of the people of god where you are growing what intentional steps are you taking to grow to see growth to take root taking root is not going to happen automatically a plant needs the light of the sun the plant needs watering every day i mean 
same way we need constant input we need all those things that is needed for us to take root in him root in the word of god so that the troubles and persecutions when they come we will be able to overcome them then they will not overcome us amen hallelujah let's be rooted in the word of god so much so that when the troubles and persecution come we will be able to say come on throw them against me we will overcome it in the name of the lord hallelujah we will be more than conquerors to him who overcomes jesus is telling the churches to him who overcomes to him who overcomes to every church when he says to him who overcomes revelation is all about the one who overcomes and how evil and sin is destroyed forever hallelujah hallelujah and so we pray this morning that god will enable us to take root and grow strong and have inner strength so that the word of god will not be taken away because of troubles and persecution number 3 third category the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of life that choke was 22 Matthew 13:22 The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears a word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful The word what fruit it should bring forth that is not happening because of the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of life The deceitfulness of the wealth the love of money The love of money is the root of all evil the bible says you cannot have both you cannot serve both god and money we cannot serve both god and money amen we need money for existence we need money to live we need money for our needs but we don't need we, we are not seeking god for money amen Hallelujah the central focus of our life is not money money is bound to perish one day but we should allow the word of god to bear fruit the love of money will take away the focus the desire for god the desire for the word of god even when there is a worship service even when there is a prayer time even when there is a time to study god's word our minds and our hearts will be thinking whom can i call which client can i meet what can i do how can i get my promotion how can i please my boss constantly we will be drawn away to our work drawn away to the you know to please people drawn away to earn more may god enable us to say no to that amen give what is due to god and give what is due to caesar amen the time that belongs to god belongs to god the time that belongs to work belongs to work if your work if your money is coming as a hindrance for you to seek god get rid of it hallelujah the disciples asked jesus this is a hard teaching who can follow it maybe some of you are saying that this morning yes the word of god is hard at times it's not always just you know pampering us and uh, giving us some kind of uh, nice you know a bit of roses all the time this is the reality of the word of god the wealth of life come and choke we can be caught up with oh look at me my status is now improved i have become better than others oh look at my house look at my wardrobe look at my car look at my jewelry look at my clothing 
Oh, I've gone to the next level. Wow, God has blessed me. Oh, I've gone to the next level. Oh, all these believers here are all poor people. They're not to my level. And so it can take us away from the fellowship. It can take us away from the word of God. It can take us away from prayer. It can take us away. We can get so caught up and excited. We can be even sharing testimonies about our blessings. And we can just be consumed by them. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? We can be sharing testimonies about how God has blessed us materially. And be consumed by the blessings. When God has blessed you, don't forget the one who blessed you. Hallelujah. Don't forget the word of God. Don't forget the word of God. That's what God told the people of Israel. After you, I bring you to the promised land and after you've been blessed with houses you've not built and you've been eating, you've got the vineyards that you didn't plant, the wells that have been dug up which you didn't dig. After you got all of those blessings, don't forget my word. And so I want to remind us this morning the same teaching that God gave to the people of Israel. He said, don't forget me after you've been blessed. In the wilderness, we will seek God. After you reach Canaan, will you still seek God? In the wilderness, we would fast and pray. Will you still fast and pray after you've gone to Canaan? In the wilderness, we will stand on the word of God and read God's word and cry. And the tears will fall on the Bible. But will you still cry and read God's word even when you're in the Canaan? After the blessings have come, after the problems got solved, after the money has come, after the promotions have come, after the position has come, after the marriage has happened, after the children were born, after everything has come, after the cars have come, after the houses have come, would you still seek the word of God? The worries of life, the deceitfulness of the wealth of life. The seed falling among the thorns refers to some who hear the word. The worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth. Deceitfulness of wealth. Deceitfulness of wealth. I got money. I got work. I got blessings. I got wealth. I got positions. I got titles. I got promotions. I travel. They should never get into my head. They should stay under my feet. Amen. They should not get into my head. They should stay under my feet. One advice our senior pastor, late Pastor Sam Sundaram used to say, if somebody comes and gives you a big offering, when the pastor's meetings used to preach, somebody gives you a big fat offering, take it, bless it, pray for it and take one step Backward. What? Take it, pray for it, bless the person and take one step backward. Don't fall for that. Don't fall at their feet. Don't fall for that. Because if you start falling for that, when you say some nice words because they're giving you a big offering, what happens? You start serving God for money and not God for who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you start doing that, you can't preach sermons like this. You can't preach the word of God as it is. You'll only look for the blessing passages. You'll only look for the promise passages. You will not take what it is as it is. Whatever Jesus taught as he taught, take it and give it. Whether people like it or not. Whether people appreciate you or not. 
Amen. We start falling for money. You can't preach the word of God as it is. You want to say what will make them to give more. And that's the last thing a man of God should ever do. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let the worries of this life. Some people are consumed by their worries. This problem, that problem. My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my daughter-in-law. Problems of life. Problems in the family. Always thinking about it. Always meditating on it. Always rehearsing what they have said. Always rehearsing what they would say if they say something. You know, a lot of rehearsals are going on in our minds. Sometimes. Worries of this life. What happens? We don't have, we are unable to read the word. We are unable to focus. The Bible doesn't seem to make any sense. We are consumed by the worries of this life. We need to get up and say, in the name of Jesus, let the worries leave me and I'm going to go after the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to give room to my worries, to my thoughts, to my tormentations, to my distressful situations, to what the words that people say. Ecclesiastes Solomon, in the wise man, he said, don't pay too much attention to what your servant says, to what people say. Don't pay too much attention to what people say. We are a culture where we pay so much attention to what people say and what people think. And we want, we put in all our energy to just make sure they will not say anything bad about us. If you truly follow Jesus, people will say bad things about you. The world will hate you because of me, Jesus said. Hallelujah. If you are a true disciple of Christ, the world will hate you. Your husband might hate you. Your wife might hate you. An unbelieving wife, an unbelieving husband, an unbelieving parents, unbelieving children might hate you. Don't be surprised about it. Do not let the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word of God. Let the word of God take root, bear fruit. Hallelujah. This year we want to be established in the word of God strongly. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 102 verse 27 and 28. That's the promise that God gave us that we will live in his presence and be established before him. We want to be established in the word of God. We don't want to let the devil because of any sin or any open door. We don't want to let the devil come into our lives. We don't want to allow the word of God, you know, to be taken away because of the problems and the persecutions, the oppositions that come our way because of the worries and the deceitfulness of wealth. We don't want to let the word of God be choked by that. You know, there was a rich young ruler who came and asked Jesus, you know, Lord, I've followed you all, all the laws, everything. What should I do to get eternal life? Good teacher, tell me. Jesus said, nobody's good. You know, Jesus told him this, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, come follow me. The wealth, the deceitfulness of wealth choked him. You know, you know that? The deceitfulness of wealth choked him in such a manner that he said, oh, I have to let go, lose everything, give it all to follow Jesus. You lose it all to gain all. What profits a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? 
Lastly, those who receive the word with joy, verse 23, with the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands this. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what was sown. Several times for what was sown. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what we want to see in our lives. We want to see the word of God take root and bear fruit in such a manner where we will see a 30, 60 and 100 fold fruit. Good outcomes in life. Things that would come out of our life, out of the word of God, a study of God's word and the love for God's word and the growth that comes out of growing in the word of God and the truth of scriptures. What happens is you begin to speak to others. You begin to teach others. You begin to exhort others. You begin to guide others with the word of God. You begin to sow seeds. Hallelujah. You're not, you're bearing fruit in such a manner where that fruit has the seed. Amen. Just imagine one seed bring forth hundred fruits. And that hundred fruits have how many seeds? Or even more. <laughs> Hallelujah. What kind of fruitfulness that would look like? Can you imagine what kind of fruitfulness that would look like? An amazing exponential fruitfulness that cannot be calculated. It's not seven blessings that come out of $100. This fruitfulness is not that fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Fruitfulness in an exponential way. Fruitfulness in multiple ways. Fruitfulness in areas that you never imagined you will be fruitful. Hallelujah. I want to close with this testimony. Pastor said, keep, kept telling me, you need to start doing something to teach pastors, train pastors, train leaders. I kept putting that away. But suddenly God opened a door for me to serve in the leadership team of training pastors. I said, when pastor said, you should start teaching and training and helping pastors to grow. Because many of them don't have formal uh, training. Nobody has mentored them or coached them in ministry. I kept putting that away. I said, I'm too young for all of that. Who's going to listen to me? If you're somebody who's 60, 70 years old, who's got 40, 50 years of experience, and then you speak, some younger people will come and listen to you. I kept putting that away. But God opened a way of fruitfulness. I'm talking about fruitfulness. To serve pastors across South India for over the last one and a half years. Hallelujah. Even this week for four days, we were, you know, helping pastors and speaking to them. God will make you fruitful in areas where you think you can't. You never imagined. I never imagined. I never thought. I never dreamt of. Now in this one year's time, they've asked me to be the main coordinator for South India for pastoral leadership development. Hallelujah. And then they've also taken me on board to train us to be able to train pastors across Asian countries. I thought, who's going to listen to me? I'm young. I don't have so much experience where pastors will like to listen to. 
but i never imagined that something like this god would do god will help you to be fruitful in areas you never imagined for which you never thought you were qualified god always makes you to do things for which you think you are never qualified to do hallelujah you get into the word you pursue the truth you live by it you seek the lord you'll come sunday after sunday every meeting every house group you meet together you grow in the word of god you get yourself well established take root you see how you start bearing fruit in multiple ways in multiple ways god will make you to bear fruit by god's grace in about five different tv channels god has enabled us to go on these channels and to speak god's word without paying a single rupee only by invitation five different channels nobody can imagine to go on tv it's not an easy joke if you have to be on a local english indian channel for 30 minutes for four weeks four times 30 minute four slots once a week for 30 minutes it will take at least about 75000 rupees for 30 minutes only four times in a month for a indian channel it will cost you 75000 rupees this is besides shooting and mastering this is only paying for the channel that's how expensive channels are but for a few years now about so many of these channels they invite <laughs> and without a single rupee god has enabled us to be on so many channels to reach so many people in the world it's not about being on a channel it's about hel- having the opportunity to reach people out there in the world with the word of god god will enable you to be fruitful in ways and means you never thought or imagined so don't just imagine tomorrow you're going to be on tv it may be different for you if it happens praise god for that but maybe in different ways for each one hallelujah god will make you to be a blessing to people in different different ways you never imagine to influence people at different levels hallelujah amen yesterday day before yesterday i had the opportunity of talking to uh, a man who oversees 170 bible colleges and who is the uh which is the accrediting body for 170 colleges when they visit they review the campus and they see if all the academic stuff and everything that needed for training is going on rightly and if they give the accreditation then the institution can have the issue the degree so they have the power to take away the accreditation for a college so it's quite a powerful man with a powerful position god gave me the opportunity to help in talking to him about getting another new syllabus for biblical uh, leadership training for our country to for that to be accredited amen for a new program to get accreditation god gave me the opportunity to speak to him and he was quite convinced and he, and he responded positively and he said it's only a matter of time we will get this done we have to work through the intricacies of it 
God will put you in places, in positions of influence, fruitfulness, which will enable you to do things which are far beyond your learning, your title, your degree, your capacity, far beyond that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's allow the word of God to take root. I just want to encourage you that God will enable you to be fruitful. You don't strive to somehow bring forth some fruit. You don't strive to find some success somehow. You don't strive and somehow break your head to make that money. You don't break your head to find a high position in life. You don't have to break your head to become better than others, to look bigger in the eyes of people. You go after the word of God, God will take you places you never imagined. Hallelujah. 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 Don't allow the persecution. Don't allow the troubles of this world. Don't allow the things that the devil brings, the things that devil throws at you, the distractions that the devil brings. Don't allow them to steal away the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't allow anything that the devil brings into your life. Don't allow any distraction to take away your focus from the word of God, from coming to the house of God and listening to the word of God and taking deep root in the word of God. Don't allow anything else. Let's say, Lord, I want to take a decision this morning. I'm not going to allow the troubles of this world. I'm not going to allow the persecutions, the slander, the Lord thoughts of the words of mockery, the words of criticism. I'm not going to allow the Lord persecutions. I'm not going to allow anything to take away the word of God from my life. I'm not going to allow the wealth, the deceitfulness of the wealth, the worries of this life to choke the word of God. But I want to bring forth much fruit. I want to see the word of God bear fruit in my life, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me a fresh love for your word. Give me a new love for your word. Hallelujah. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to meditate your word daily. Help me to come and listen to your word daily. Help me to have a desire to learn, Lord, write and process and understand the teachings of the word of God. Help me to put it into practice. Let, it not just, let me not just be a hearer, but a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Let me not have a shallow experience of the word, Lord Jesus. Let me not have a temporal experience of the word, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I will look unto him who trembles at my word. I will esteem the one who trembles at my word. Prophet Isaiah prophesied. I will esteem the one who trembles at my word. Hallelujah. Isra devoted himself to the study and the meditation and the practice of the word of God and teaching it to Israel. Hallelujah. Let the word of God consume our life. Let nothing else consume my mind. Let nothing else, let not the blessings look bigger in my eyes than the one who blesses me. Let not the blessings look big in my eyes than the one who blesses me. Let me not speak more of my blessings. Let me speak more of the one who blesses me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me speak of the word of the one who blesses me. The word that blesses me, not the blessings. Hallelujah. Let me exalt you. Let me exalt your word. Let it be high in my mind, O oh God. Jesus. Father, we pray your blessing upon everyone who has received your word. And we pray that as your word, it is in your word. As you spoke it in the meaning, in the intention with which you spoke, we want to capture it in the same way. And we want to live by it, O oh God. 
we don't want to be distorters of the word of god for lord worldly profit o master not to entice people with flowery words o father but lord we want to pursue your word as it is and live by it lord let your name be glorified bless everyone we pray let your name be glorified establish us in your word this year more and more bless everyone in jesus name we pray